Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. Hey, welcome to the Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. I am Sahiba, and today we have a fun and exciting show for you. Today we'll be talking about the Miracle Season, Digimon Adventure, Try Loss, Blum Boozes, Truth or Dare, What Did I Do at Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp, Phoenix Wilder and the Great Elephant Adventure, Molong Season 2, and the Boxcar Children, Surprise Island. And right now, we have Ben Arjun with us, and we're going to be talking about the Miracle Season. So welcome to the show, Arjun. Welcome to be here. So can you tell me a little bit about um, the Miracle Season? What is, what is it about? Um... So mainly, it's like an inspirational like account of like a true story, which um it's about like the, this team of like volleyball players um from like a certain high school, and like they're actual real people. So you know, it's it's an inspirational account of like their games, and um their leader like dies in a tragic accident, and her name was Caroline, and you know it follows like you know how they how they grieve through this loss and learn to band together after like after being so disbanded after what just happened and you know they they're they're led by the guidance of their coach who's who's a really tough love person in hopes of winning the um championship which if they win that they can really honor um caroline's memory so it's it's mainly just the um account of like how that game goes oh wow that's very interesting it sounds very emotional and so what did you think was it very emotional for you it was definitely emotional. Like, I think the scene, um, you don't actually see, like, how her death happens, but you see, like, the aftermath of it. Like, you see, like, the call going to all of the parents and um, the team members. It was definitely a really touching scene. It was very realistically presented, um, wasn't too dr- dr- dramatized, and it, and it really respected the actual person, which I think was really important because, you know, we're, ha- we're talking about an actual person's death here. And, um, you know, the respect was seen throughout the whole movie. Oh, that's really great. Yeah, of course, it's very important, especially when a movie is based off of real life. And how did the actors do in conveying all this emotion and staying respectful to their characters and the other characters around them? I think the actors did um really well. The main character, um, she's the best friend of um Caroline, who was the person involved in the tragic accident. Um, and um, she she really presents like how when we see her in the beginning of the movie, she's kind of like this newfound volleyball player, like not not too much of a big shot. You know, her best friend's kind of the big shot, but like once once Caroline dies, you know, she has to you know, form this hope and, like, band together the team. And she really, she presents her character development from, like, you know, this this newbie to, like, a, a great leader who's able to, like, get the team together really well. I think Helen Hunt did really well as um, Kathy, who's the coach of the team. Um, you know, she her attitude towards others is well presented, and um, I think it was really nice to watch. And, of course, um, while um, Danica Yorosh as Caroline, while she isn't, in the movie too much um she does a great job at presenting the um friendship between her um between kelly and her and um and it really adds like this emotional like gravitas to like the whole to the whole to her death basically and you feel for it when it happens but i think the um i think william hurt's performance as caroline's dad was a standout like he does a really good job at portraying how he pushes his loved ones away after the after this accident because he lost not only um his daughter but his his wife at the hands of cancer and i think um that was well presented wow this seems like a really great movie and especially what you're telling me from the acting it sounds very emotional and well done and just a really fantastic movie you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today we're talking about the Miracle Season, Digimon Adventure Try Lost, Blum Bose's Truth or Dare, the Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp, 
Phoenix Wilder and the Great Elephant Adventure, Mulling Season 2, The Boxcar Children Surprise Island, and now I'll be continuing talking to Arjun on the Miracle Season. So I know before we were talking about the cast and how wonderful job that they did, and um, I know you mentioned Kelly had a great um, evolution over the movie, and what sort of caused that change from going to a newbie to a great leader? I really think that um, it was just it's it's the um, the you know kind of like the championship and how it's about to come and she really wants to honor her best friend's memory and um, she really she really takes like the lessons that I th- her best friend taught her um, in teaching the team to you know become better and all of that sorts of things um, while being a lot less careless than her best friend which ultimately led to her death her unfortunate death but. Um, I think it was it was a it was mainly um the lessons that um her best friend taught her and the hopes of winning the championship. Okay, very interesting. Yeah, and um what did you think of the music and the sound effects? Um I think the music and sound effects worked. Um I did feel that in many scenes, um especially in some emotional scenes, the use of mainstream music really just really distracted me from what was going on in the movie and at times it was a little jarring like it seemed to go for this sports movie feel which which is normal. We hear a lot of, you know, bassy music in sports movies, but I think they could have, you know, like reduced it a bit and you know focused a lot focused a little bit more and like some of the emotional things going on and sometimes it did get a bit detracting okay yeah i completely see what you're saying and um what was your favorite part about the miracle season um i think i think there were many scenes but um i think the final championship um just the way they they sort of win it and the looks on i mean well it is a true story so you know, we it, we do know that they're gonna win. Um, I think just the the look on their face when they win the championship and see all of that hard work and effort pay off. Um, it was just it was just it was a great acting moment. That's wonderful. Yeah, and um, what messages uh did you take away from this inspiring and emotional film? Um, I think it's just to never give up hope, no matter what the circumstances are. We see this through um even uh um. Caroline's dad, who's who's going through like you know extreme depression and many things. I mean, he lost his wife and um, one of his kids, but I think it's through the help of his other kids and um, um, loved ones around him um, that he's able to overcome these obstacles. And I think that was one of the other really good, well done character developments in the movie. Wow, that's really great. Everything you've been telling me, it seems like such a great and heartwarming and very inspirational film. And so if you could say while watching it, what was something very different and unique that stood out to you about it? Um, there's there's a lot of, you know, sad happenings in this movie. And um, normally when a movie has this much occurring in it, you know, the audience will feel really depressed and they're just like, why did I go to watch the movie? But I think the movie has a unique sense of hope that we don't get from a lot of other movies. Like, it's it's very inspirational. I mean, after watching this, we'll be like, oh, I mean, my life isn't so bad. And, um, you know, it's really, and there's a lot of there's a lot of humor too and a lot of heart in the movie. And I think that's um, really the m- movie's strongest point, um, that it, it teaches great lessons and it presents a, a nice story to watch. Oh, that's amazing. Amazing. I really like what you said that um, it has a lot of heart. And I think movies like that are the ones that stand out the most. And so could you relate to anyone in the movie particularly? Not really, but I could um, I do I do feel that they made them um, they, they made their struggles really grounded. Um, like I could definitely see where they were coming from. You know, I'm not particularly a sports player um, or anything of that sort. Um nor am I nor am I a teenage girl, so you know, I don't really understand how their friendships work. But um I guess for anyone like anyone of that sort, like they would really um relate to those. But I do think they presented their characters well enough and um I did wrote I did feel for them in the end. Amazing. This seems like a really great movie. And finally, what would you say that the star rating and age range would be? Um, so I haven't really mentioned much of my flaws, but I think the movie's biggest flaw is that it tries to um, initially 
um, for the first 20 to 30 minutes until like what eventually starts the plot to come in. It treats its movie like, you know, kind of like a gossip teen drama at first. And, you know, we kind of want to see like the, the true story aspects of it. And I feel like that could leave people um, maybe just wanting to read the book instead, which it was based off of, because, you know, you kind of get the true accounts rather than, you know, this Hollywoodized account of the movie of um, what was going on. And of course, the bassy music during the um, games and all that sort kind of brought it down for me a bit. But I still do feel it's a, it's a worthwhile watch. Um, and I think for that reason, I'd give it a 3.5 out of five stars. And I would definitely recommend it from for um, ages six to 18. Okay, thank you so much. It seems like a really good movie, and I'm excited to go see it. So thank you so much. It was a pleasure talking with you, Arjun. I'm welcome. Thank you. So be sure to check out The Miracle Season in theaters today. Let's take a break. I'm Sahiba, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Molong Season 2. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm Benjamin from Washington, D.C., and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking about the Miracle Season with Arjun. Next, we'll be talking with Arjun on Digimon Adventure Try Loss. So, how's it going today, Arjun? Been going great. So, what did you think of this animated film, Digimon Adventure Try Loss? I I, st- I do think that it's, you know, it's still going to be like, you know, a really entertaining watch for kids. Um, I don't feel like it's as good as Confession because I feel like Confession had a lot more emotional happenings going on to it. And some of the emotional happenings in this movie were a little forced, per se. What exactly is this film about, and where does it take place in this whole Digimon franchise? Um, so I, it kind of, it follows the events off of Confession. It's like the next movie in the franchise, I guess. Um, and, you know, they kind of have this reboot going on where all the digi digimons are kind of reset back to like their normal self they don't remember who their partners are and um there's this really nice sequence in the beginning which kind of um you know inspires itself from silent movies which i thought was really cool and definitely the best scene in the movie for me where um it's kind of like the reboot is going on and um after that they you know there's some problems going on because they can't um really remember who they're um they can't really remember who their digi partners are and Sora especially is affected by this. Um, and of course, at the same time, there's this new villain out there who's there to get them. Sounds like a new conflict for these Digimon and their partners. Well, um, sounds like you're already familiar with this whole, I guess, Digimon universe. So how did this um, installment in the franchise serve as a new chapter for you? I do think that they could have went a little bit more ambitious. I think they took it a little bit sim- too simple um, for this movie. Like, I feel like with Confession, they kind of did some some things there that, you know, um, like, it is a kid's movie. So, like, we don't want to get too emotional here. But um, 
I, I really did like how they handled um, the circumstances in this movie. Here, I feel like they go for a little bit more juvenile approach with the humor and all sorts of things. But that doesn't mean it's bad at all. I mean, they're still entertaining action scenes and a nice animation style that, you know, kind of encompass it. So, Arjun, you said this part or this chapter in the Digimon franchise was a little more light on emotion and that emotion felt a little forced. But what I imagine it did have was epic action. So I was wondering, what is the most epic part of this movie and why? Um, so aside from the opening sequence, which I think was just, you know, I think when I mentioned that they didn't go like too ambitious with this project, I think they, the opening was definitely it. It was a high starting point for the movie. Um, it definitely engaged me, but it kind of, you know, derails a little bit. But I think that the ending um, battle with um, Joe Keto, who is the main villain, I think that kind of topped off the movie really well. You know, of course, we have the, you know, the typical Digimon fight scenes, which never get old. Um and it's really entertaining to watch them evolve to their greatest forms. So this is, a, I guess it's sort of animated, like an anime almost. So what did you think of the animation in this film? I thought it was mostly consistent. There were very few rough edges. Um, and for the most part, I think it's some of the, um, it's, it's some really good anime work. Um, it, it looks visually impressive to the eyes. And um, I definitely think it's one. It's definitely one of the series' high points. I also gather from these, the Digimon are these little tiny creatures that morph into, you know, giant, powerful. I wouldn't call them monsters, but you know, behemoths. So, who was your favorite of these Digimon in um, this film? Uh, that is a really good question. Um, I definitely think I've always, you know, really liked, um, I've always really liked Agumon. He's kind of like the leader of the Digimon, um, and he kind of leads them through their struggles and all of that. And I also believe he's the first one to really um, take hold of his partner, so it kind of shows his maturity. But also, I did like um, Sora's relationship with her Digimon. Um, I thought that was well presented, too, because um, her Digimon was kind of like, estranged from her and you know he, he she kind of runs off in a different path but i i think that um agumon is definitely my favorite cool so what age and star rating would you give digimon adventure tribe loss and why um i would definitely give it a uh 3.5 out of 5 stars. I don't feel this one is as good as Confession, but it's still an entertaining movie on its own right with a stellar opening. And I think I would maybe give it a um, 7 to 18, maybe due to some of its action, which could be a little too intense for younger audiences. Alrighty then. So uh, now we're going to switch it up to Blumhouse's Truth or Dare. Uh, you're listening to Kids First, coming attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today we've been talking about uh, Digimon Adventure Try Lost with Arjun and Miracle Season with Arjun. And now we're going to switch gears to talk about Blumhouse's Truth or Dare with Amani, Michelle, and Arjun. All right, so Amani, what did you think about this new horror fest, Truth or Dare? I really liked the film. I just think that it was um, a one-time film. It was very relatable in some aspects where they're young teens um because I'm a teen and I play that game with my friends a lot and it just has me thinking like what would actually happen if we were in this situation that they were in so I enjoyed the film but I think it is a one time thing and not like a sequel so you're saying like they probably shouldn't make another movie out of this if they get any ideas (laughs) Yeah, in a way. I mean, I think I think it was really good, but I don't know how if they do make another one, it'd be interesting how they um like make a second one because it was kind of self-explanatory in the end how like how it ended. But um, if they make another one, I would definitely watch it to see how they um, incorporated their the storyline and tried to make another one. But I think where it is now, it was it's a good movie to be left where it is. All right, so cool. Um, with that, Michelle, what did what is Truth or Dare Blumhouse's Truth or Dare? Excuse me about. Um, so it's pretty much like 
these college friends travel to Mexico for pretty much like their last vacation before they graduate college. So um, that's where they meet a stranger and the stranger pretty much tells them to play a, you know, just harmless and fun game of truth or dare. And then that's when the movie all begins to start and just dark, weird things start to unravel. <laughs> well, uh, that doesn't sound too good for the main characters. Um, <laughs> so, Arjun, how did this game of truth or dare, which I think is a really interesting uh, idea for a horror movie to go, how did it make the movie more interesting and scary at the same time? All right, so first off, I mean... I thought the movie, the movie, like from the trailers, it looked like it was going to be a fun movie, which wouldn't take itself seriously. And there was a lot of potential from the start, like, you know, this mysterious game of truth or dare. And the first few thrills are actually really entertaining, but it starts to derail as the movie comes across with predictable thrills. And it does the one thing which it shouldn't take itself seriously at one point with just like the most random scenes. Um, um, But I think that... um, the first there's a particular scene um one of the first dares in the movie where um olivia asks um her best friend marky to break her hand and i think it was really well presented you know it was really intense and it and it felt like out of raw emotions and all sorts of that stuff so i feel like that was one of the most original thrills the movies ha- the movie had going for it so it looks like we have two different opinions on here one who liked it doesn't want to see a sequel uh and one who thought it got more boring as it went on all right um Omani yeah do you think the scares worked in this movie um I would have to sort of agree with Arjun that there were some scares where I was jumping in the movie theater and like I thought it made sense and it was actually really interesting but other times it was just a little bit all over the place which is okay I guess but I think it could have been like organized a little bit better if that makes sense I don't know I mean some of the scares were really good but other times it was just very um I don't know random at times but I did like the scares when certain ones came up like with Olivia's hand being um broken by Marky and I also liked the one where um Marky was on the phone with her well Marky was looking at her phone as old videos of her dad and it just kind of he was asking her a truth or dare. So I think that was pretty cool, but, um, yeah. Um, Michelle, uh, this, so, all right. If you, so if you were going to get haunted by a game, like the main characters do in this film, which game would you least enjoy for that to happen with? Oh, man. You know what? I'd, I'd probably say the same exact game, like truth or dare, because that's like, that's pretty tricky, uh, especially I think the whole question and game itself of truth or dare, it's always gets it always gets people shaken up because you never really know whether or not you're going to pick truth or dare. And if you do the, do the dare, how bad is it going to be? Um, that's kind of uh, going into that point. I think they made a good job, the movie, um, basing the movie on this game that I never would have thought would be something scary. And now it's definitely something that after seeing this, I do um like I do feel a little bit terrified of ever playing that again. <laughs> I feel like horror movies these days are just making everything scary. I mean, seriously, first it was like sharks with jaws, and then it was like clowns with it, and now they're just like going with games and stuff. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> Freaks me out. Um Arjun, who is your favorite character in this movie out of the teenagers at its center? That is a um, really hard question. I think that um, one of the um, main positives this movie has going for it, despite a subpar script, is that the acting is generally good. They they do the best they can with what they're given. And I feel like um, Hazen Cezzetto as uh, Brad Chang was my favorite. Um, it was really nice to see him. He was kind of like, he had some comic relief scenes, and he had this an interesting plot with his dad going on, um, which I thought was fine. But I was a little disappointed with how the movie resolved him. It just seemed random. I was I was mainly disappointed with how the movie resolved all of its characters. It seemed random. And at times, they make a lot of the characters um, hateable just for the um, purpose of serving the plot. 
So, uh, Amani, finally, what age and star rating would you give Blumhouse's Truth or Dare? Um, I would rate Truth or Dare four out of five stars because I actually really did like the storyline and the cast was really amazing. I just love all of the actors in it. Um, yeah, and I think I would rate, I think the ages are 13 to 18 because it is a horror film and there are some graphics incorporated in it, which younger, like, tweens and kids should not be seeing, I don't think, but I definitely encourage older 18 to see it because it was really good, but like I said before, I don't think there should be a sequel, but yeah, I liked it because I could relate to playing the game a lot and just, yeah. Well, um, thank you all for talking with me today. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I'm not usually into horror movies, but I think I think I'm gonna check this one out. All right, uh, let's take a break. I'm Benjamin from Washington D.C., and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Mo Lang Season Two. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. tuned in to kids first coming attractions on the voice america kids channel Shh, turn off your phone another movie review is coming up hey welcome back i'm sahiba and you're listening to kids first coming attractions we've been talking about the miracle season digimon adventure try lost truth or dare and next we'll be talking with our wonderful host benjamin about the kids first film critic boot camp so can you tell me a little bit about uh, how was the event and what opportunities opportunities did you get at the event? Um, I thought it was a lot of fun. It was uh, this little, or not little, actually, it was pretty big. Uh, it was this camp, the Kids First Boot Camp was this camp that was four or five days, and it gave me an opportunity to improve how I write um, and also film and just become a better kids' first film critic altogether. Oh, that's wonderful. And were you able to uh, watch some movies and then learn how to better a review? Yeah, we watched quite a few movies over uh, our time at the camp. I'd say we watched about one a day, and then we wrote about it, um, and then um, ended up filming it later. Oh, how cool. Um, What movies were you able to watch? Um, this was about a year and a half ago, so my memory's a little foggy, but I remember one of them was, um, from Netflix. It was called The Little Prince, and it had, uh, I think James Franco and Jeff Bridges, and it was animated, and it was all, it was based on the story, The Little Prince, um, and we watched another one, I think, called The Mystery Train, that was this series of little short films, all connected together by this, um, magical train ride. Oh, very, very cool. And was there anyone um, special that you got to meet? I know that there was an ABC reporter there last year. Uh, yeah, no, there was. Um, he was the ABC entertainment reporter for New York. Um, and his name was Sandy Kenyon. And actually, at the uh, last day of camp, 
We ended up going, getting to go to ABC7 News, where he was based, and getting to tour that a little bit. And we got to hear him talk about his work there. And we actually got to go on the show, the whole camp. So that was a lot of fun. And, um, yeah, that was super cool. Oh, wow, that's amazing. And was there something that was that really stood out to you at the um, ABC headquarters? Well, there was one cool part. I don't watch uh, the Kelly and or I think it's the Kelly and Michael show or whatever a lot. The Kelly and Michael show live. But uh, we got when he was talking, we got to sit in there, uh, the audience there. So I thought that was cool, you know, getting to, you know, you always hear like laughing and stuff in the background when there's an audience for some TV show. So it was sort of like that, you know, getting to sit in those seats. That sort of stood out to me on our tour at um, ABC. Wow, that is so amazing. That must have been such a great experience. Yeah, it sure was. Yeah, that is so cool. And um, what skills um, were you able to learn over the course of the boot camp? Um, we got, were able to learn about different sort of, um, I guess, uh, things that we could incorporate into our writing like comparing different movies and stuff. Um, and that really helped strengthen my reviews from then on. And we also, uh, when we wrote them, we Rani uh, helped us edit them. Um, and so she gave us like tips on how to write them better. So um, that was really helpful and helped sort of, it was constructive critici- criticism. It helped um, me get better at what I do here, doing reviews for Kids First. Awesome. Sounds excellent. And um, what was your favorite part about the boot camp? Um, just getting to hang out with all the kids first film critics. You know, you see some you see their videos on the YouTube channel. Sometimes you get to talk with them on, you know, the radio show. Right. Like right now. Um, but it was cool getting to meet some of the um, kids first film critics that I had watched on YouTube before. Awesome. This sounds like such a great experience, and thank you so much for sharing it. Oh, no problem. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today we're talking about the Miracle Season, Digimon Adventure Tri-Loss, Truth or Dare, the Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp, and Phoenix Wilder and the Great Elephant Adventure, Mulong Season 2, and the Boxcar Children's Surprise Islands. And next, we'll be talking with Benjamin and Rowan about Phoenix Wilder and the Great Elephant Adventure. Welcome to the show, Rowan. Thanks for having me. Thank you. So, uh, Rowan, can you tell me a little bit, um, what is this film about? Um, Well, Phoenix Wilder and the Great Elephant Adventure is... Is about so this the orph, an orphan called Phoenix Wilder, and um, he moves in with his aunt Sava and his uncle. Can't remember what his name is. He moves some to some desert. I don't know why I can't remember it. And then he goes on the safari with his uncle and gets lost. And basically, the movie t- follows him him finding his way back home as well as trying to take on a bunch of poachers. Oh, very interesting. And um, Benjamin, what would you say, how was the um, acting? There was Sam Ash Arnold and Elizabeth Hurley. The acting? Um, I thought none of it was really spectacular. Um, I felt that, um, honestly, that's probably how I describe this whole movie. Nothing remarkable, um, but... It, I didn't think it was bad enough to be distracting or anything. Um, I thought they did a good enough job um, for the roles that they were given. And um, I'll say the one thing, the one character or performance that bothered me was um, Phoenix Wilder, the main character. I thought he was just um, generally kind of annoying as a character. Um and I felt like you're supposed to feel sympathy for his uh, parents' death, and you do. But they feel I feel like they played that up a little too much for his character, and you don't know that much else about him. So I would have liked to maybe, you know, learn more about Phoenix Wilder as a character, other than, you know, like his parents are dead. 
Oh, I see what you're saying. That's not good when they don't have too much character development. And um, Rowan, what did you think about um, the music and the sound effects? Did they make it a little better or was it just a little average like Benjamin was singing? Um, well, the music in this in this film was interesting. Like, I, it was, it was like kind of like a African style. That's what it took place, Africa. And style and it was like like bong drums and stuff uh, i i liked it but i feel like it was like so much of the movie was just this music that it wasn't really it was like it was overused oh really that's not good either oh man and um benjamin i'm just curious is the elephant is it real elephant or um is it animated it's the elephants in this film were real. Boy, did they look fake. Yeah, no, this is, I think, I'm pretty sure this is CGI. Uh, just generally in the way they looked and sort of acted. It's, um, and I doubt they got an actual elephant to cooperate with everything they were doing on the set. So I'm pretty sure it was CGI. I'm not completely sure. But if it, if they were real, that would surprise me. <laughs> oh, so it's so being CGI, it wasn't very well done either. Yeah, I would say that, yep. Oh, and um, Rowan, did you have a favorite part of this film, or was it um, not that great um, for you? Um, well, like, I, yeah, I, I ha my favorite part was definitely when, when, like, he first got lost and was actually like actually worried about what he was gonna do then i feel like that just stopped and then he was no longer worried about what he was gonna do and he just like finds an elephant and then that's that's it problem solved i'm gonna be fine doesn't matter this elephant will save me oh no this has seems to have so many flaws but um finally what would you say the star rating and age range is um, I'll give it a 3.5 out of 5 stars because it did have a, it was like, it had a good message, the overall movie about not poaching elephants and stuff, and it, that was portrayed well, but, but there were a lot of flaws in this movie, and I'd recommend it for like, ages 9 through 16. Okay, thank you, and um, Benjamin, what would you say the star rating and age range would be? I give it a star rating of two out of five. Um, I just generally didn't find it to be all that entertaining. It's not terrible, but it's not good either. So, yeah. And I would give it an age rating of probably, I'd say, six to eleven. I don't think the comedy... Um, I thought some of it was a little bit like gross out humor and stuff for younger kids. But I also think for young, young kids, um, the poaching of elephants may be a little difficult for, you know, kids to see on screen or deal with as characters. And yeah. Oh, well, thank you both so much for talking with me about this movie. It's been a pleasure. Let's take a break. I'm Sahiba, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Molong Season 2. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? 
Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. tuned in to kids first coming attractions on the voice america kids channel Shh, turn off your phone another movie review is coming up hey welcome back i'm benjamin from washington dc and you're listening to kids first coming attractions we've been talking about the miracle season digimon adventure try loss uh blumhouse's truth or dare um experiences at the kids first film critic boot camp phoenix wilder and the quest for the elephants and now we will be talking with Sahiba of, on Molong Season 2. So, how's it going, Sahiba? It's going pretty well, thank you. What did you think of this series in its second season? I absolutely loved it. I loved the first season, and I loved the second season. I think the characters are just absolutely adorable. And I think every aspect of it is just... Very heartwarming. I loved it a lot. Now, I, from what I saw from this, um, from Molong, from l- researching this a little bit, there's not much of a story, I understand. But um, what would you say, like, the overarching idea of these episodes um, is? Yeah, well, there's no um, sort of overlapping storyline. But um, Molong and Pew Pew, they're best friends. I think they've been best friends for life based off of the series. Um, But it basically follows their everyday life and things that go wrong or things that need solutions or fixing. Or even if their best friend is just having a bad day, um, Molong and Pew Pew are always there. So the storylines are always very simple and can be very relatable, but um, they're uh, very touching. Who is your favorite character in Molong Season 2? Because it oh, sounds that's... like you think they're very adorable. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, Molong and Pew Pew are the main ones, and they're not many others. And between the two of them, I would have to say Molong. Um, just because Pew Pew, he's adorable as well. But he often gets really, really stressed out. And Molong is sort of his support and is always there to say, like, you know, it's going to be all right. We can figure this out. And he's just the, Molong is just the huggable one who, you know, you can count on. So I gather that you think the characters are very adorable. But was the animation just as adorable in this collection? Yeah, I think so. The animation, it was, again, um, pretty much everything is very simple, but including the animation. But I think that's what makes it so great, um, because there's not much detail anywhere, but like just the subtle colors and um, all of the animation, it's very pure. And the softness, I think, adds to that very sweet and appealing aspect. So, yeah, I would say I really like the animation as well. So, what was your favorite episode in this collection of episodes from Molong Season 2? Um, I do have a favorite, and I'm not sure what it's called. Um, but it's about um, chicken pox. And Pew Pew, he actually catches chicken pox, which is sort of ironic because Pew Pew is a chicken himself. But, um, yeah, so he catches chicken pox and he has to be separated from Molong because the doctor says, you know, it's contagious and he has to keep his distance. But it's so adorable because Molong has the toughest time staying away from Pew Pew and he tries everything to stay in touch with him. But it's just their bonds in that episode is touched my heart. So I would have to say that's my favorite one. And also, are there like I so I was doing I was looking up about Molong and um, I saw a couple clips where they have songs. 
that the little characters dance to? Were there any moments like that that you really enjoyed? Yeah, they're really cute. Um, especially, I know there's, they always end each episode laughing. And in some of them, when they're having a party and they're dancing, those are always full of fun because um, they sort of have lights flashing and confetti falling. And it's just very heartwarming. And I really, yeah, I really like it when they dance. Um, who do you think these this DVD most appeals to, and what age rating would you give it? I think it would definitely appeal to very young audi- audiences, um, such as ages maybe two to eight. But um, I'm 16, and I loved it as well. So I think everyone would um, love Molong and Pew Pew. What star rating would you give this DVD? I would give it five out of five stars because I don't think I could say anything bad about Molong Season 2. All right. Thanks for talking with me today. Um, and, yeah, I guess you guys can go check out Molong Season 2 um, out on DVD now. All right. So you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice of America Kids Network. Today, we've been talking about the Miracle Season, Digimon Adventure Try Loss, Blumhouse's Truth or Dare, uh, the Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp, Phoenix Wilder, and the Quest for Elephants, and Molong Season 2. And right now, I'm going to be talking with Callista on the Boxcar Children, Surprise Island. So, Callista, how are you doing? I'm doing very good. So what did you like about the Boxcar Children, Surprise Island? I actually really enjoyed the voice acting, as it did actually also have an actor who I am really fond with, J.K. Simmons. I felt like there was, in general, just a lot of effort put into these performances, and I could tell that these people had fun doing it. And that's always a good sign. What exactly is this movie about? Um, It's about four kids, I think... I, yeah, they're siblings. It's about four siblings who spend their summer vacation on an island that their family owns. I understand this is based on a book series. Had you ever have you are you at all familiar with this book series that it is based on? I actually hadn't even heard of the name before I did the review. So I I don't so I didn't have any prior knowledge of this story. Yeah, well, me neither, so. Uh, what is your favorite part of the Boxcar Children Surprise Island? There is a scene where two of the characters play violin, and it actually does sound really nice. I have been getting into violin myself, so maybe, maybe this is just my little violin bias because I really like violins. But I just really enjoy the sound of violins, and I do think the scene where these two characters perform did actually sound very nice. What did you think about the story in this film? And were there any moments that really surprised you? The story is honestly my biggest complaint in the fact that not much in general happens. It's really just more of a collection of the characters doing stuff with really one connection to, like, some kind of plot. And I don't want to get into that because I do care about spoilers for people. And it's just that... Not much happens in this movie, and it really didn't seem to have any direction of what of what was happening. Uh, so bouncing off characters doing things, who were your favorite? Who was your favorite and least favorite character in this film? I honestly don't really think I could establish a favorite character, considering that is like another smaller complaint in the fact that they don't really have much of a character aside from the one girl who like who learns violin that's but that's really it and I mean I I just don't think that they really established much for these characters in terms of personality and development and all that sort of stuff well there's like three components to an anime movie for me story characters and of course animation how did the animation hold up in this film the boxcar children surprise island it sort of flipped flop for me because at times it legitimately looked it it looked 
lower budget, but still pretty decent. And it, you still could tell that they that there was effort in it and they worked with what they had. But then there are times where I notice animation errors and it's like, I get really into animation, so I notice stuff like that. But like, I noticed, for example, a time where a character's hair like clipped through her shoulder. So I mean, for the for the most part, it was pretty good. As a whole, would you recommend this to people, and why? If you are a fan of the Boxcar Children books, then yeah, I would recommend this because you know adaptations and stuff and uh, su- and such. Um, but aside from that. I don't really see who this could sort of appeal to because I don't think that because again when I said how there's not a lot of stuff happening I don't like I don't know if like a child would like this or anything so it really just kind of depends on your taste or if you're a fan of the books or the series in general. So you're saying if you're a fan of the book and you just want to see these characters do random things with no real main story conflict to tie it together, uh, that they should enjoy this movie? Pretty much, yeah. Okay. Yeah. What age rating would you give this film? I would rate this film ages 5 to 10. Alright. What star rating would you give this film? And 3 out of 5 stars. All right, so modest. All right, well, thank you for joining me today and talking about the boxcar children. As always, thank you for having me. All righty, well, thank you so much for joining us. You've been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. To watch our latest reviews of the latest films, DVDs, TV shows, music, and apps, and to learn how you can join our Kids First Film Critics team, go to www.kidsfirst.org. Be sure to check out our blog in the section of the Huffington Post and check out our YouTube channel. You can get there easily from our homepage at kidsfirst.org. The show is pr- produced by the Coalition for Quality Children's Media for the Voice America Kids Network. Today's show is sponsored by Molong Season 2. I'm Benjamin from Washington, D.C. Thanks for listening. Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know more about which movies are playing and can make an informed decision. Tune in again next week 